Hi, it's Allegra with your dose of modern life, healthier, easier, and more fun. On today's show, I'm going to talk about a communication tool that I have for ending stalemates in a really gracious way where everyone feels good about it. Isn't that nice when it's a win-win? Then we're going to talk with my friend Christine, who answers your HR-related questions. She's so brilliant. This week, we're talking about email, how to use it in a professional way. Then I'm going to give you a fun tip for watermelons because, hey, the weather's heating up. It's going to be watermelon season soon. All this and more after this brief musical interlude. See you after the tunes. And now for my tip on how to have a good balance of power in your household. Many years ago, when I was pregnant, we were trying to decide if we wanted to do a hospital delivery aided by midwives or do a home birth. And we were at a crossroads because I really felt like the home birth was the best choice for me. However, my husband felt that in doing his duty in terms of being a good protector, I needed to be in a hospital. And then finally, a few months before my delivery, I realized that I had more say in this matter because it was my body and who could possibly be more concerned for my own personal health than me. So I said to my husband, I said, you know what, honey, I think I have 51% say in this matter because it's my body and it affects me. And it was like it totally changed the whole tenor of the conversation. Before, he'd been very argumentative. But when I said 51%, he couldn't deny that I had a little more skin in the game because it was my body. And ever since then, we've used this technique many times to help settle issues where, in theory, we have equal say. But we can always realize or recognize that one of us has 2% more either information or skin in the game or whatever the case may be. And then we happily relinquish the decision-making to that person. So it's been a great tip. And, you know, I wanted to do something a little different. I wanted to share this tip with my friend Christine on the line because I don't think I've ever said this to her. And I wanted to hear what she thought about it. So Christine, you, you what do you think about it? You have shared it and I love it. I think that's, <laughs> that's a, a great <laughs> tool to have in my shed. And no, I think, you know, honestly, what I love most about this is that you're not taking away power from the other person. You're not saying, sorry, no, you're wrong. I'm right. Right. Your opinion doesn't it. matter. Your opinion doesn't matter. Exactly. You're giving weight to that person's opinion, which is, a, I think, what we all want at the end of the day, even if we're willing to concede right? Or even if we're willing to admit we're wrong, we, we don't want our power taken away. And so what I love about this is you're saying, come on, let's, let's be honest. Like this does get to be something that I decide and what you want still matters, but, but give me this. And I think it's great. I think it's a really effective tool. Yeah. And actually another time I can remember using it was we were at an impasse on how to use a particular part of our yard. And so it just sat there untouched for two years. We could oh, not yeah. agree on how to use it and then for what kind of plants to use. And so finally I said to him, I said, look, I have education in design, in sustainability. I think we should use the land this way and therefore 
to get the best water use, et cetera, and the kind of sun that we get. I think we need these plants. And you know what? I think this is one of those cases where I have 51% say. And as soon as I presented it to him, it was like, yep, done in two weeks. Something that had been sitting undone for two years got done in two weeks. (laughs) No, it's great. It's great. No, the next time, you know, my husband gives me grief about how the pots are organized, I'm going to (laughs) say, I wash the dishes. So I have 51% say in how they're organized. No. Absolutely. Thanks. (laughs) Coming up next, my chat with my friend, Christine. Hey world, I am here with my friend Christine. If you've been following the podcast, then you know that she is a HR veteran with many years of corporate experience and has been answering some really great questions, including one recently about how to dress professionally or slash enforce a dress code, whether you're an employee or a manager. And she's also just a dear, dear friend of mine, an old friend of mine. (laughs) You had to throw an old. (laughs) Hates it when I say that word. That (laughs) recently moved from our home state of California to Texas about six months ago. How have you been? You know, it's been good. We're settling in. The kids are in preschool. Um, I'm really loving it. It's spring in Texas, and it's uh, it's really great weather. So so far, so good. I miss you. I miss you. So what's been going on with you? You have some stuff that's been developing. Yeah, well, as you guys know, I'm, I've been staying home and um, I have a potential opportunity to do some HR consulting, which is exciting. You know, I, I've been doing it for so long that um, getting back into it seems great and having flexibility kind of seems like the best of both worlds. So yeah, I would love to share more if it materializes. And, you know, we recently, uh, using using the word old, <laughs> you, re- you recently came to a decision regarding your appearance. Can you, sh- oh, remember gosh. I said we were going to yes. talk about this. Yes, yes, that's right. I have decided to stop coloring my gray which I have been coloring for probably 10, 12 years. So it's a big step for me. And just for those of you who don't haven't followed us as closely. So Christine and I turned 44 this year. It's a nice, that seems like an auspicious number, you know, four, four, <laughs> come on. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, I like and it. <laughs> it's interesting. Cause I just, I went to a dinner party a couple of weeks ago where the men and women, we were kind of all talking about what are we going to do and not do as we age? Like what's on the table? What's all, not on the table in terms of you know, mm-hmm. cosmetic surgery, injectables, blah, blah, blah. And I, I don't color my hair and I have gray hair coming in. It's, you know, I don't know. I I guess I've had like random strands, but it's been coming in noticeably in the last year. And okay. I just feel like it's a slippery slope <laughs> that I start to, and plus I just can't, you know, people always ask me, hey, Allegra, how do you do so many things? You know how I do so many things? I don't color my hair. I don't sure. paint my nails. Sure. I just yeah. don't oh. spend time on that stuff. <laughs> right. I pick and choose. And you I pick also and choose. just feel sure. like, look, this is who I am. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to have that that sort of um, that disconnect. I This one time, I won't say who. 
my a family member of mine who is, you know, in approaching 70 said, I don't understand. When I look in the mirror, I'm expecting to see a hot chick. <laughs> and I see, you know, someone who's almost 70. And I was like, well, there's a little bit of cognitive dissonance going on sure. right there. Sure. You know, what? why right. don't you embrace who you are and the wisdom that comes right. with it? So there you go. Yeah. I feel like it starts at the hair roots and that's why I'm not coloring them. <laughs> I like it. No, I'm on, I'm on board. <laughs> Which doesn't mean you can't have a good hat. You know, you've been embracing the hats. Yeah. So I'm, I'm all about the hats. They're, they look really cute on you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. So we have an interesting question this week. Email. email. I personally mm-hmm. can't stand email. It's, I feel like it's my least favorite form of communication. But you have some tips on how we can use it most effectively in a professional setting. So please bestow your wisdom on us. Okay. Yeah, I hope they're helpful. Um, you know, I try and think of three things when it comes to email. So the first thing I think of is tailor the email to your audience. I know that can seem cumbersome. We're emailing, you know, tons of people, but it's important. You know, I was at a startup and I had eight different bosses in one year. No joke. And I I had a couple bosses who had a very specific way that they wanted to receive the email. You know, one wanted direct response, no nonsense, you know, no storytelling. Then I had a boss who wanted context and to show him the quote unquote thinking around how I came up with my recommendation. You know, so in other words, I couldn't just write the answers for, I had to write out how two mm-hmm. plus two equals four. So, okay, how do you know to do that? Just ask. You know, bosses love to tell you how to do things when it comes to making their lives easier. It's right, as you know. Um, But if it's not a boss, then just note how you're receiving Mm -hmm. the email. If there's a friendly tone and a question about how you're doing, mirror that back. You know, it's a great Mm -hmm. way to build camaraderie. But it's also easy to misinterpret the email if the friendly opening or question about how you're doing isn't reciprocated. So even though you're busy, you know, I recommend you return the courtesy versus, of course, having somebody that just clearly only wants the answer, then stop asking them how their cat <laughs> is, right? Just answer, answer the email. Uh, the second thing that I think about is that, you know, email is not instant message with your body. So writing an email that's, hey, let's get it done at the 4 p.m. meeting, uh, it's just not business appropriate. You know, and also, what does that mean? <laughs> yeah, so what think done? about being, yeah, exactly. Uh, think about being specific when you're writing an email. Like, what's the purpose? So an example could be, John, I'm looking forward to discussing and agreeing to a resolution of the XYZ issue in the 4 p.m. meeting today, right? Mm-hmm. It, it's serving a purpose. Um, the last thing that I think of is just take your time. You know, you may want to reply the moment you read an email because we're in this go, go, go environment. But at least finish going through your inbox to ensure that your response is relevant. You know, often new threads are created around a topic, which, by the way, I don't recommend you do, mm-hmm. but it happens. And, and so when you wait, 
It gives you time to make sure you have the right information. Uh, it lets you reread your response to catch a typo or to rethink your position. You know, so slow down. I understand that people want to show that they're on it. But if you're missing information that you could have read in a different thread, or if your spell check autocorrects inconvenience to the word incontinence, uh, then, you know, you're not going <laughs> to look good. So that reminds so me time. of that scene in Swingers. <laughs> Do you remember when John Favreau has a whole relationship, basically, with the voicemail machine? Oh, because he keeps answering his own questions and then calling back. And then at the end, the woman finally picks up after he's left like 10 messages and says, don't ever call me again. Yeah. So don't imagine, you know, how the person is going to respond and then answer your own. Yeah. That's a good that's a good point. Yes. Okay, so you had three tips. The first one was tailor your email, kind of mirror the tone of how people like to receive their information. Mm -hmm. Um, The second one was to be specific. Don't treat it like instant message. And the third was to take your time. So maybe even kind of go through the whole inbox before you start answering. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. So here's a question for that I have, because I feel as though I receive emails many times that should have been phone calls. Mm -hmm where something that could have taken 20 seconds on the phone actually takes four or five email exchanges. Do you have a best practice for when to pick up the phone rather than email? Well, personally, I use email to confirm a conversation. I always pick up the phone. I always try and walk over to someone's office and talk to them. And then the email is to say, hey, Allegra, I'm glad we talked. Like, here's how we agreed I'm moving forward on this project. So for me, email is a confirmation of what we've discussed. So there's no confusion. But it's certainly not to start the conversation. Uh, I just think too much can be um, lost in translation. That is a great tip. And I think, you know, I think that gets the heart of the quote unquote problem that I have with email is that so many people want to avoid the conversation and just do the email. But the way you spelled that out, that makes a lot of sense. Well, and a lot of people, unfortunately, in this day and age, you know, just want to CYA, right? They want to cover themselves. And so you can always start the conversation with like, oh, hey, Jim, I'll be sure and email you, right, what we've talked about. But I just wanted to sit down with you and talk out loud. So, you know, put somebody at ease if they're used to having things in writing and saying like, I'll still do that. I just wanted to make sure that we could at least start this conversation face to face. Great. Well, thank you so much. And for those of you who have questions that you'd like to have Christine answer, you can email them to hello at allegraramos.com or you can download the free Anchor FM app and you can leave a voicemail message, which is fun because I can play that on the air. Thanks so much, Christine. All right, you guys have a good one. Coming up next, my tip for watermelon season. We're back. And now for my watermelon tip. Have you ever been bummed out because you bought a watermelon and it turned out to be mealy and gross inside and so you just threw it out? 
Well, guess what? You'll never have to do that again because this tip helps you salvage any watermelon no matter what the texture is like. Simply scoop out all of the flesh. It doesn't matter how mealy it is. Scoop it out into a blender and then puree it like crazy. And you can strain out the black seeds, you know, either before or after you do the pureeing. And then add, so for a large watermelon, add the juice of two limes. If it's a small watermelon, just do one lime. And then add about, for a large watermelon, I would add, say, about 20 leaves of mint. And then just puree the heck out of it. And then when it's all pureed and mixed up, I put it into small little like two ounce cups, paper cups, and then I stick a, I put them in the freezer the way they are. And then in about 30 minutes, I'll stick a popsicle stick in it and I'll let it freeze, you know, for another couple hours. And it just makes the most wonderful popsicles. It has no added sugar. They're so delicious that I let my daughter often asks me if she can have them for breakfast in the summertime. I say, sure, go at it. I mean, it's just watermelon, lime juice, and mint. And it's fantastic. The, the lime really sort of helps marinate the flavors and that mealy texture is completely gone. You don't even notice it. And it's just a great way to use up a watermelon. So make some for yourself, have them for breakfast, lunch, dinner, desserts, whatever. There you go. Thanks for tuning in today. If you thought the show was fun or useful, please let me know by sending me a tip through Patreon at patreon.com slash Allegra Ramos. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash A-L-E-G-R-E-R-A-M-O-S. You can also leave a comment on iTunes or Google Play or Anchor FM, wherever you subscribe. They mean more than you know. And if you do become a patron on Patreon, I have great thank you gifts for my supporters and look forward to when I have 500 patrons and can hire an editor to provide you with even more great content. Be sure to subscribe to my podcast wherever you listen. And if you'd like to submit questions, you can email them at hello at AllegraRamos.com or download the free Anchor FM app and call into my show so I can play your question on the air. I'll see you next time for another dose of modern life, healthier, easier, more fun. We'll be catching up with my friend Angela on her pursuit of passion. However, life has gotten in the way, as often happens. You'll hear all about that on the next show. Until next time, be a spark in the world. Over and out.